0: Welcome you back to the Davey Whitney Arena. Glad you could join us. Hopefully we can get a really, really good crowd here on Saturday as the Florida teams roll in and the Lady Braves kept themselves in the conversation for a top eight seed. And as Nate Kilbert alluded to over the last couple of weeks, he's been eyeing this Florida homestand as the pivotal point. We've let some games get away, and we probably have one more crack at it in terms of making a push for the top eight, and it starts on Saturday against Bethune-Cookman, a team with only eight players on their roster. They've had some injuries, and Florida AM comes in here on Monday, and then Jackson State, our three in a row at home, starts right now as the Lady Braves get set to take on Bethune-Cookman on Saturday. Big win for the Lady Braves on Monday, a win at Mississippi Valley, and we'll break down the Pine Bluff game as well. Glad you can join us. I'm Charles Edmond, our producers, Cedric Tillman and Jamario Brooks on the Brave Sports Network. Coach Lisa Powell, ladies and gentlemen, joining us. Coach Powell, the last time she was here, really uh, was a star, if you will. There was a lot of positive comments. She didn't want to do this thing, and she was nervous, shaking. I said, Coach, it's going to be okay. I'm sounding like Aaron Rodgers. Relax. It's going to be okay. And uh, folks enjoyed you when you were here the last time. So you're back again, and we appreciate you coming on.
1: Glad to be here, child.
0: Glad to be here after a win.
1: After a win, yeah. It's
0: been tough. It's been a lot of talk uh, on social media, Mm -hmm. how bad it's been the last several games, the turnovers, the mistakes, the bad quarters, the missed free throws, but we gotta win. It feel good to get a win. We'll talk about that, but just you know, how do you feel right now as we're in the home stretch of SWAC play?
1: Well, that win Monday put us in a good position. Uh, feel real good coming, you know, coming home from uh, off the road with a win, and then we're at home with three three game uh, home scripts. You know that, that makes you feel good, and not just that, the girls got uh, you know momentum. You know they're positive on the outlook of the home stretch you know you always want to play at your home
0: and i've often wondered the attitude in the locker room on the bus mm-hmm. in the restaurant i mean you're thinking about these games all along but coach was saying that it's been positive positive. And, and you're a former player here you scored a lot of points in this gym okay. how positive has it been despite what the scoreboard says
1: well, you know, it's a positive. You know, the coaches get you know encourage the girls. You know, never hang your head. Uh, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing. Things good. You know, going to turn around. And uh, um, as you saw, money things turn around. Uh, the girls play together as a unit. And I always tell them that you got to share the ball, share the ball. You know, play team. Doesn't matter who scores the ball. You know, at the end of the day, all corners going to win. And so I think they're again to you know believe, see that and believe it because you saw we have we had a balanced score. We had four players who had double digits. You know, we had Kiki uh I'm sorry, Kiara Henderson who came off the bench and gave us uh, you know, a score scoring outlet. So uh, I think they're seeing that they you know you play as a team it's going to pay off.
0: I'm sure they're thinking, look, we can do this. Yeah. And we did it here at home against Texas Southern. And so we're gonna to have to do it, obviously, as we roll forward here at home. Mm-hmm. So let, let's start with the Pine Bluff game, Coach, of uh, second best team in the league, mm-hmm. playing them at the Harrison Complex. Uh, we led 14 to seven in that first quarter, the first six minutes mm-hmm. of that first quarter. We looked really good in the first six minutes, but then the rest of the quarter happened and the second quarter happened. How did it kind of turn around as we led by seven early and then things just kind of went the other way?
1: Well, it turned around with the turnovers. Uh, You know, we had a lot of live ball turnovers in open floor where they had the opportunity to score. And you have to take care of the ball because possessions count. You know, you got to have the opportunity to score. And, uh, you know, our guards, you know, we – I think that game we had 20-plus turnovers. You're not going to be able to win a game with those type of turnovers
0: and look speaking of turnovers I, I did the math coach during this losing skid that we had against bethune cookman our first time 25 mm-hmm. turnovers against southern 27 turnovers mm-hmm. against grambling 20 turnovers uh mm-hmm. 25 turnovers in a in a recent game
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because uapb 25 turnovers that's an average of about 23 turnovers a game All Right. no matter how good you are whether you're at home or on the road it's hard to overcome that many turnovers, especially, even though defensively we're better, but offensively it's hard yeah. when you're turning the ball over and giving away possessions.
1: Yep, you're giving away possession, and you also giving the, t- the opponents the opportunity to score with those uh, possessions. Uh, take care of the ball. We did a good job in <laughs> the day at Valley. We took care of the ball. I think we wind up with only 13 turnovers. And so, you know, we, we talk about that, you know, taking care of the ball. You know, getting the ball where it belongs. And I, I'm i a big, I, I push them about sharing the ball. It's all about sharing the ball. Giving the ball to the person who's open. Doesn't matter who shoots who shoots the ball, who scores. It's a matter of you no, know, the points on our side.
0: We were up 14-7 against UAPB. We were down 17-16 at the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And then we were outscored 26-11 in the second quarter. Talk about that second quarter. How tough was it? Because they were knocking down shots and we just couldn't get our footing in
1: the second. Yeah, Charles, that's been the thing with us the whole season, that second quarter. It's been a nemesis to us, you know. For some reason, we, that second quarter, we can't get over that second quarter. And that game, we did, we had a lot of turnovers then, that second quarter. And we ourselves in a in a hole. And it's hard, you know, because you, as you see, we don't have a limited amount of players on the bench. And so we're depending on that first five, you know. You, you want everybody to help, but you're mainly depending on that first five that's out there.
0: And we definitely did that, you know, with Cheatham with 15 points in the games in Iowa with 11, Destiny Brown with 10. Um, it was just that, you know, just that one quarter, and I, I've been talking with Coach Kilbert about it. You can have three really good quarters. Mm-hmm. One bad quarter can cost you. Awesome. And, and we've had some decent quarters in games during the losing streak, but the one bad quarter is the one everyone talks about, especially when you don't win the game.
1: Right, and and I looked at the stats, and that's the quarter we had the most turnovers. I think we only had like four or five in that first quarter, but we wind up having a nine in that second quarter. So our main thing is turnovers, uh, making easy shots, you know, and we're getting a little better on our free throws, but we need to start making you know a lot of those too.
0: When you look at UAPB, I mean, in the standings they're the second best team mm-hmm. in the conference, Jackson <laughs> beat them the other night. So Jackson clearly is the number one seed on the women's side. Mm-hmm. What's the ch- What was the challenge on the scout in trying to beat UAPB? They're coming here, of course, in their last home stand of the year. Right. But when you look at UAPB, what was the challenge?
1: Well, Charles, it's really no challenge because I think our first five match up real well with anybody in the conference when we're playing, when we're playing together, when they're playing at their best and giving that best effort. So it's, it's like I said, I think they should be doing a scout report on us, to be honest with you, because, look, we have – we have we get, got a guard, you know, we got a uh, shooting guard, you know, we got Cheatham who attacks the – we got uh, Destin Brown who's good in the inside. So I think it, a lot of people are concerned about us on their scout reports because, like, from player to player, we match up real well. So when you talk about Cheetah Coach, she is
0: a top seven performer on the boards, number seven in the league
1: mm-hmm. on the backboards. Talk about how she's improved that aspect of her game. Well, she's improved by effort, you know, playing hard. Uh, you know, she she come and talk to the coaches on the sideline, asking. She she's always asking what she needs to do to get better. And I I just love the energy that she played with, like going, you no know, attacking those baskets. And uh, that's – and it shows in her rebound. You know, but she's in double dizzy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Cheatham, Cheatham is one I go to persons.
0: And there's been some games in which she's had double figure scoring as well, just that complimentary scoring. We know Zaniah White. We know Destiny Brown. Mm-hmm. We hope Tajanae Wright gets going. It, it seems like she's maybe on track of, of knocking down more shots. Cheatham's the one that can, to me, seems like she can get a shot whenever.
1: Yeah, she's a different maker. You know, it's hard to defend Cheatham uh, because, like I said, she's going to go to that basket hard uh, for a rebound, uh, attacking the basket before it comes to scoring. So, yeah, she's she's a player to be reckoned with. Talk about the speech after the game. That was a tough loss,
0: obviously, one bad quarter. Mm-hmm. Is it these speeches after the game during that skid? Were they long speeches? Were they short speeches? You know, what, what, what what's the message to your team to try to keep – keep them above water
1: well you talk about the standards you know uh it's only four teams in our in on uh on our side that really has secured a spot we're still there uh i looked at the standings. everybody from five to eight has only won five or you know five or four games we won three so you know we talk about that we are still in our fight and all and the, the persons and persons are that's gonna determine where we are is us. You know, the coaching staff and the players. We have to motivate, we got to get them where they need to be to perform so we can get to Birmingham.
0: Well it's a tough loss against UAPB, and now we fast forward to Mississippi Valley, a team one in ten, the only win they had a big come from behind win at Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. So when you look at this Mississippi Valley team coach with Reed, McKnight, Douglas, Walker. And Durham um, what was the challenge, you know, with that team? I mean, you look at the record—just one win in conference. But what was the, the scary part about this Valley team when you saw them on film?
1: Uh, are number one, she's a solid scorer. Uh, but McKnight. I, yeah, McKnight, we uh, we did a good job in defending her. She didn't get that many buckets. Uh, our defensive effort was great that game, and uh, we out we. Uh, turnovers. We had only 13 turnovers. And like I say, we had a solid effort from our top four players with uh, Kiki uh, uh, Henderson coming off the bench. She not only provided us with scoring, she provided us with uh, rebounds too because she's going to hit that boy just as hard as Cheatham does. So that was a plus.
0: We had 11 offensive rebounds, and there was mm-hmm. one possession with about three minutes left where we got had three offensive rebounds, and we were able to, to finish it off. I think Henderson finished it off to kind of give us the separation that that we needed. I think we we're up 65 to 59 at that point when mm-hmm. she made that. And that was kind of the big play of the game. Valley just kept coming at us, coach, and we we kept lifting their shooters alone. They're pretty good from beyond the arc.
1: Oh yes, yes. That is a gritty team. You know their record doesn't indicate the, the type of team that they have. They have some gritty players. Uh, those players played to the end. And they gave their coach their, their you know, their best. Uh, but what I was proud of most is our girls stepping up to their intensity. Our girls, you know, they effort-wise, uh, you know, we were getting their 50-50 balls. You know, uh, getting on free throw line. We shot free throws real well that game. And so, you know, we, I, we, I see improvement. I see improvement. Like I say, I'm going to say it again. I see improvement when we play together. And um, <clears throat> we shot, shot the free throws well. Uh, like to say, we hit the offensive board real well. And uh, our defense effort was great. I mean, our girls play some good defense. You know, every, you know everybody go get a, you know, a, you know, a bucket while, uh, every now and then. But uh, our girls, overall, we play some good defense. We got to the line
0: quite a bit against valley they were only mm-hmm. like four of seven from the line we were 24 of 35 so you can mm-hmm. do the math there plus 28 in attempts mm-hmm. and plus 20 and makes. so we were plus 20 mm-hmm. from the free throw line you're not gonna lose many games when you're plus 20 makes from the
1: line right and uh that's we've been we were struggling in um with free throws like i said they've been working on free throws in practice and I tell them, you whatever you work on, how you work in practice, how you play in practice, that's how you go play in the game. And they've been coming to practice. You know, we hadn't had any players that were down. You know, they you know, they pick each other up, uh, and I think they see the opportunity. They see the opportunity that we still got a chance to go to the SWAG tournament, and and at the end of the day, that's the ultimate goal because once you get to the SWAG tournament, you know, it's open game. It's
0: what's what's been the players' attitude amongst themselves? i mean as coaches you're not around them all the time Mm -hmm. you can only say so much you can only do so much it's about circling the wagons amongst these players what are you hearing what's kind of been their body language and their attitude amongst each other
1: here lately they've been showing the team you know they have team meetings they talk uh, i see their attitude and a locker room, you know, they're telling each other what they need to do. And they've learned to take constructive criticism from each other. And, you know, that's the mark of a good player. When you could take criticism, not only from your coach, but from your teammates, you know, you, that, that's where you need to be. You know, you're willing to listen and learn.
0: Well, speaking of that, there has been some talk um, on social media about that, especially the last home game. Mm-hmm. You know, some people feel like coaches coach is a little more critical especially of Destiny Brown and just the critic I mean, we're obviously, we're all frustrated, disappointed at where we are. could be a lot better. We've kind of let some games slip away from us. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between just being over the top and just being constructive with the criticism. You know, just talk about that aspect with with Coach Kilbert because him and I talked about it the other day. And and I guess if you're speaking the truth about someone's game and if the player takes it as coaching and trying Mm -hmm. to help the player it, it, it's not looked at that way. To talk about Coach in terms of how he deals with his team, especially when things are, are going tough. Because to me it seems like he has a very cerebral approach to it all, despite the wins and losses. He's excited, obviously, with the yeah. win like the other night. Right. Disappointed in the losses, but still trying to figure things
1: out. Well, you know, Destin Brown's is one of those players that we know that we need to win. And so it's it, it it comes with the expectation from Destiny. You know, she's not you know she's preseason all sweat. So your preseason all sweat players, you're gonna expect the best from them day in and day out. You know, uh, you know. And so I think you know that's what Coach is expecting from her. He's expecting great things from Destiny. And uh, I think you know she did that. She I think you know, she she probably took that as a motivation because she came and played real well uh, against Valley. She scored, she finished around the basket, uh, got to the free throw line, and got uh, some you know, great rebounds for us.
0: Well, Destiny had an all-conference performance against Valley. 17 points, 14 rebounds. Cheatham had 11 points, 15 rebounds, playing 65 miles from from her hometown of, of Clarksdale. You got three players, four players in double figures. Henderson, let's not mm-hmm. underestimate Henderson's 15 points off the bench. How big has she been coach?
1: Oh When Kiki come in, uh, she is a big plus to us You know, she comes in if we are down, you know, she gives us that energy, you know, to pull us up when we're down And uh, she did that again against Valley. You know, she came in scoring and rebounding. She did a great job I mean, you know, hit some big baskets, too, to uh, you know, get us that lead get us that 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 scratch that we needed and um Kiki is a valuable player, you know, coming off the bench. And that shows you. You don't have to be a starter to be an impact on the team. You know, you could be a great player coming off the bench. So, And she's one of those players.
0: Speaking of coming off the bench, Kaylin Watkins had to go home to deal with her knee and get looked at by her medical folks in California. Mm-hmm. Talk about how she's
1: been able to handle that against Valley. She had four points, and she's mm-hmm. given it everything she has. Well, she must got some good news when she came back from California because she's been playing some of her best ball you know, when she came back. Because you remember she came back, she had 21 points that first game when she got back. So, you know, she's been you know, doing what she has to do to make us better. And uh, every, every player you know, helps around, around this time of the year.
0: It's that time. March Madness is coming, and the push for the SWAC tournament is coming and it starts here on Saturday at one o'clock. Let's look at the opponent Saturday coach, the Lady Wildcats of Bethune-Cookman. We're shorthanded, so are they, eight players. And when, when when we went down there, their SID scratched off all the players that were not gonna play, five of them, and I didn't realize how many they had at the time, but then when I counted them up, they've got eight, we've got eight, and I thought our eight would be a little bit stronger Maybe a little bit more offense, mm-hmm. but uh, that's another game in which we had 20 plus turnovers. Mm-hmm. So you, what do we can, what can we expect? What must we correct here at home against Bethune Cookman the second
1: go round? Charles, you said the answer turnovers because that game we were actually leading by four and we got two crucial turnovers back to back, which they capitalized on. So we can't if, I, if we take care of the ball, I know we would come out here with a win on Saturday.
0: And when, when you look at you look at this Bethune Cookman team, I mean, they've got you know, they've got some players that can get it done. Edwards and White. Edwards had uh, White at sixteen versus Texas Southern. And you talk about a team that's been close. I, I looked at it a little while ago. Five and there are five losses. They've lost by an average of about four points. They lost to Texas Southern by one. Alabama A and M by four. Alabama State by three. Southern by five, Grambling by one, despite being shorthanded. It's almost like the AM team of three years ago, the COVID year, when they only had seven or eight players and they made a strong push. This team has had some really, really close losses despite being shorthanded.
1: Yeah, they, they, they have some real small guards. They take, And their guards take care of the ball well and get it where it should be. I mean, who, who, whoever, whoever's hot during that, their game, they're going to make sure that player – get the touches that they need so that's the difference between them and us you know and they share the ball real well uh, they got an impact player uh, she's pretty good she faces up to the basket and you have to play good defense on her uh, I think Destiny did a real good job at uh, you know, defending her but she still you know she still finds a way to score so I think if we correct those problems you know take care of the basket defend the basket real well uh, cut down our turnovers uh, we'll be in a win column
0: And then on monday we've got a prolific score coming in here in grizzle uh swat player of the week averaging 29 points three steals three assists averaging almost 20 a game 19.7 and she had some big buckets if you talk about a brutal loss we led by four with three Mm -hmm. minutes left in the game and let it slip away um so talk about that game matchup coming here i think we've got to get these two games here i think we have a chance especially Mm -hmm. the momentum coming off the valley win, but Talk about what it's going to take to slow down Grizzle in this Lady Rattler ball club.
1: Uh, playing the same defense with the intensity we played at Valley, uh, you know, stopping their key players. Uh, you know, like you said, we were in the game. We had that game with what two minutes or less in that game, and one of the players hit a big three. A couple got, of big threes. Yeah, a couple of big threes. Right. So we're going to push up on those players, and we have to be able to identify those players, their scores, and stop them, not give them an the opportunity to score. Once we identify their scores. I think we'll do a pretty good job because, like I said, our defense, if it hasn't been the problem, it's been the turnovers. Turnovers at times, missed mm-hmm. free throws,
0: and just the unforced – not only the turnovers, but just mm-hmm. the unforced turnovers. Yeah. Definitely have to clean that up. Mm-hmm. Coach, you talked about the standings. If we can look at the standings mm-hmm. on the women's side. I mean, you got Jackson State, they're 11-0, Grambling and UAPB. Uh, obviously, 8-3, and three, there's a tie there for second place. Uh, Southern University, 7-4. and four of uh, AMU six and five. And right now we're three and eight. We're two games out of the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. And right now there's a tie for six between Bethune-Cookman, Alabama A&M, and Prairie View at five and six. And then here we are at three and eight. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at that coach. There's still an opportunity. And yes, I'm, very, I'm being optimistic. I'm being hopeful, mm-hmm. but there's a pathway. Right. It may be a narrow pathway, but there's a pathway forward. If we can get it done, we've got Alla, we got Preview coming up, we've got Bethune-Cookman coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's an opportunity there to get into the top eight if we can, you know, continue a winning streak here these next two games. Coach Kilbert talked about it for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. He has circled this Florida homestand yeah. as a critical opportunity, maybe the last shot for us to make the top eight.
1: Yeah, but we got to take one game at a time, Charles. We got to focus on Bethune-Cookman, you know, making an impact and doing getting that win. And then Monday coming here when Florida A&M coming, we got to do the same thing, but take one game at a time, correct our mistakes, uh, finish around the basket because you know we've been missing a lot of little chippies, you know, uh, game uh, points that we could uh, increase our lead. So I think if our girls focus on that, focus on taking care of the home court of, uh, floor, I think we'll be right in there, you know, that going to Birmingham.
0: You know, we, we, we talk about the, the road trips. The road has been has been tough. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've had it on the men's side where a bunch of road teams are winning. You know, the challenge of playing on the road, how have the Lady Braves handled that situation and just trying to stay focused on the road? You know, I think Coach Bussey talks about playing on the road like playing on the road because you kind of have your hands on your team the whole time, you set the mm-hmm. itineraries, the film, you cool. have more control right. on the road. Just, just talk about how the Lady Braves have handled that.
1: Well, you know, our record indicates that we haven't been handling it real well, but I think that, you know, I think that they kind of handled it okay, okay. But the only problem is we haven't been coming out with the outcome that uh, we wanted. And here again, turnovers. Turnovers being uh, the problem that we've had that we need to overcome to get where we want to be. And we take care of the ball, even on the road trips, we'll come out, you know, with a win. Uh, bethune cookman uh F- florida m those two games that we should have won on the road yeah but uh i think we're going to correct that problem i uh this win against Valley, uh, that's a momentum booster you know our kids you know they see that they can win you know you know if you start you know you lose too much you know you go have that losing mentality and, and that win got us where we need to be and so hopefully we could build on that win that their confidence is coming in and like they came into practice uh I think they're ready. They're ready to defend their home court. We'll find
0: out on Saturday at 1 o'clock as the Lady Braves take on Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M three in a row at home. Jackson State after that right here. So a three in a row at home starts on Saturday, and let's Mm -hmm. see if the Lady Braves can win their second in a row. Coach Lisa Powell, pinch hitting for head coach Nate Kilbert. Another good job, Coach. Thank you. We'll talk to you on Saturday. All right. That'll do it for the Nate Kilbert program. Lisa Powell, pinch hitting for Nate Kilbert. We appreciate that. Uh, Andre Payne pinch hitting for Landon Bussy We appreciate Andre Payne doing the same. We'll talk to you on Saturday right here at the Whitney Arena. I'll be in Houston on Friday for Braves Baseball, 11 a.m. Braves Baseball opening up against Southern at Minute Maid Park. I'll talk to you then. For our producers, Cedric Tillman, Jamario Brooks, I'm Charles Edmond. Glad you can join us. Be safe. So long. <laughs>